Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. I'm your host. I'm missing my wedding ring. I just realized when you move your hands and there's, like, weight missing from your hand, you're like, wait a second, where did it go? Uh, I think it's sitting over there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's another intro derail. Nah, it's fine. We're going to keep it. We're going we're gonna to keep it, West. Well, I'm your co-host, West, um, and those episodes just keep coming, don't they? Yeah. I'm going to get you to stop. Yeah. Uh, you don't even show up, and I'm just like, hey, we doing this? No, I, it's funny. We missed last week, and I wanted to talk about why really quick. Um, because, Wes, do you know how many our last views our last two episodes have gotten on YouTube? I actually have no idea. Last week, last time we recorded was the uh, episode two of our Avatar series, uh, which I think we will be doing episode th- the final episode for, for Airbender in uh, two weeks. But... Uh, 432 views on oh YouTube. Oh my goodness! People actually watched. Right? <laughs> and then for the Disney one, which was the week before that, how many uh, do you think that had? That's the one that got us our spike, wasn't it? That um, one has almost 2,000 views. Holy cow! On YouTube right now. So thank you everybody so much for watching on YouTube. Uh, I wanted to surprise West. I knew he didn't know, so I was like, you know, I'll make him feel happy. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. I was under here belaboring myself the whole time under <laughs> the understanding that this was absolutely just to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> but I want to just say thank you, everybody watching. If you could hit that like button, hit that sub button. It actually really does help out the show, uh, and it means a lot. Uh, you know, if you are a podcast listener, you are greatly appreciated too. Um, you know, leaving a review wherever you're listening can be a great help. And if you want to listen to us on the go, once COVID ends, uh, head on over to anchor and there should be like links to everything as our podcast gets posted everywhere. Uh, I think we're still waiting on iTunes, but I think basically everywhere else, including overcast, which you can also get on Apple, uh, Apple is, uh, we're there when you can, you can check us out. So with that being said, West. So it's a little bit different. We're not reviewing something as much. This is kind of harkens back to uh, the, an episode we did on that escaping from nerddom. We're going kind of back to like a, an episode about what we're doing during COVID. We're going to talk about video games during COVID. And, it, you know, it was funny when I messaged you this, you're like, I only play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> funny because, you know, I, I think that for a lot of people who have those type of hobbies. I mean, if you think about you specifically, you play Magic the Gathering, you play Dungeons and Dragons, and those are like two really time-consuming hobbies. And, you know, one of the cool things for a lot of people, I think, about COVID, that there's not a lot of them, but, that, you know, if you're, if you know, you got a lot of time where you're sitting at home and you can entertain yourself in ways that you kind of always wish you had the time to do. It's like, I saw, I saw a, uh, a really funny, uh, you know, tweet that's like from a comedian that's like, I now can no longer say, give the excuse if I only had time, I would do X and Y because I have the time and I haven't done it. Yeah, there, there are so many things where like you, you thought maybe you'd get to it, maybe you'd learn it during this time. And if you haven't gotten it to it during this time, that's absolutely understandable. But it also might be time to, to wonder when that'll actually happen. Yeah. So, um, and oh, go ahead. I've never been so aware of my friends who don't have like regular hobbies who depend on like social interaction and like actually like going to events and seeing friends and that sort of thing. Um, than this time, 
because they're telling me they're bored. And no one who can just sit at home at their computer for four hours and be absolutely entertained without breaking a sweat says that. Yeah, I, I mean, I know personally, I was talking to my wife about just my backlog of TV shows. Like, I finished so much stuff so far. Um, and that's while also rewatching Avatar for this. That's while, you know, consuming other content. And it's really cool. But one of the things that has been probably the most fun for me is just completing some of my backlog for video games. You know, this week, I, uh, last week specifically, I beat Pokemon x and y and then this week i captured the legendary pokemon so i beat the post game um and i'm debating you know buying buying the the expansion pass pass all while playing a bunch of my backlog you know I, for I, sword and shield yeah sword, sword and shield yep and what did i say uh just you were talking about x and y so i oh that's because it's the good one i was i wished i was playing the good no i'm just kidding uh but it's really cool. What I, I, I rather than talking about, you know, what we've been playing because I, I think we'll get to that naturally. I want to talk about attacking your backlog because I know I'm the type of person that has a backlog of video games built up that they want to play West. But are you? I have. Um, there's always hordes of movies, television shows, video games that everyone else I know is playing and watching that I never get around to, and I never miss having not gotten around to those things. Okay. Um, I, um, For me, it's such a struggle to get through, uh, like, just one long-form role-playing game, uh, like a Breath of the Wild or a Pokemon or a Dragon Age Origins or a Divinity 2 that, like, um, for me, those... Like, I'll try some of those games, and they're fun, and I enjoy the experience of learning them, but then I just revert back to my basic activities. Like, sure. it requires, like, a sense of, like, okay, I need to focus on this thing if I'm going to, like, play a, a bigger game. Um, whereas, like, if I just play one of my quick player-versus-player games like Magic, um, I can... I don't really have to commit the full effort or a lot of time or even just think about opening the program. Sure. Why. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. It's funny. Cause I think that that's kept me, I think there, I don't know how you feel about this, but like oftentimes I have some anxiety around my backlog. Like it's like, Oh my gosh. Like I could, I need to be spending my time doing this to get to like make a dent in my backlog. And one of the nice things about COVID is I just play whichever thing I want to do at the time. Like, you know, I, uh, you know, today I finished the Frieza saga in Kakarot and, uh, I also <laughs> started up Pokemon Emerald the other day, <laughs> uh, after beating, uh, Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku 2. And it's, I don't know, it was, it's just been really fun to try different things that I have wanted to try for a while. You know, I'm, I'm playing Mass Effect 2 right now and, Attacking the backlog becomes stress-free for me because I have so much time at this time. And for me, as somebody that has a son that, you know, is, is high risk and, and can't catch COVID, I just have a lot of time for the foreseeable future. You know, it, it, easily through the end of this year, I won't be going to Magic tournaments. I won't be going to Smash tournaments. I won't be going to, to you know, do these things that typically, you know, take up 
a large percentage of my time. My traveling for work is non-existent. I work from home and I will probably continue working from home and not having things to worry about, not having to plan out those specific hours just means that, you know, if I want to put in Red Dead Redemption 2, I can just do that. And so, you know, as people are trying to attack their backlog during this time, if you understand the situation to me, I really hope that people get the opportunity to just play what they love and have fun. You talk about how you can just log into Magic Arena, right, and do a draft, or Magic Online and do a cube draft. And the thing is, is that's how I feel about my Xbox right now. It's like, okay, well... Super accessible. Yeah, it's just, I'm going to throw something in my Xbox and just play for an hour. And... I, I don't think that I felt that way for a long time about video games. I felt like if I wasn't devoting, you know, five hours to that activity, it was a waste of time. Whereas now I know I'm going to come back to it. And because I know I'm going to come back to it, it doesn't feel like time wasted to do these kind of heavier video games. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I think that I'm jealous that that's where you're spending your attention and um, a a couple of months ago, when I was seriously working through Breath of the Wild, that was definitely my experience where I was able to just say, oh, I've got time, sure, sit down, uh, let's play some Breath of the Wild for however long. It's, you know, such a fantastic game that it, uh, um, you can play for any length of time and know that you've achieved something, even if it's just climbing to the top of the hill. <laughs> it's the thing about um, Breath of the Wild, though, is that one's actually, like, I, remember, I, I don't even remember where I was at in the game where at some point I was like, I should really beat this. Like, I'm, I, if I'm going to say that I beat this game, I've got to go beat the game. Because yeah. I've done a lot of things that aren't beating this game. Yeah. Ta the biggest tower of boxes you've stacked. Uh, um, strategies for attacking dragons. Uh, like, so many things that you can do in the game that are just not relevant to beating the game. But, um, I mean, I even, like... Uh, Breath of the Wild was like when you finish a book and you immediately start reading back to page one again. I beat Breath of the Wild and then immediately downloaded the DLC and started playing the, the hard mode, the master mode. Of Is it. that how you get the master mode? Yeah, it's DLC. Oh, I might have to buy the DLC now. I, w I went to replay it because I saw somebody playing on a master mode and I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this. So yeah. I just started playing again anyway. I might turn get rid of the profile I have and just play from, from day one on master mode. That's good to know. So it's really fun. Um, you do have to totally reconsider how you play that game in the first two hours of playing it. But yeah, there's a YouTuber that I am a pretty big fan of. He's he was a Switch YouTuber. I think he's just a kind of a video game YouTuber again. Uh, his name is Beat 'Em Ups. Uh, if you've mm -hmm. checked out his Woody Hawker or Wood Hawker, either way, he is really fun to watch. And he has a series that he does, that he's playing that game on on master mode. And it, it's it's edited down into like eight minute chunks, and it, it's pretty it's pretty entertaining for me. So I did follow a guide once I beat the tutorial area um, to just go route through uh, the Hyrule Castle um, from very early in the game to just pick up a bunch of broken weapons, even on master mode. Dude, um, he was using the fan, and he was like just blowing people off cliffs instead of instead. Of, and that, that makes was so much sense, actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the easiest way to kill a bokoblin in the early game is to knock him into water. Yeah, that is exactly exactly the kind of the style. So, you know, you don't really. It sounds like you don't really have a backlog. You know, for for me, I've got you know games that I want to do for the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, I want to finish. 
I want to finish the Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku series, uh, including Boost Fury. I want to finish the Mass Effect series, um, which might be coming to Switch. Everybody cross your fingers. Actually, just give me your energy. Put your hands up. Let's go. Give me that. Give someone, me that. Someone give us a Goku. Yeah, I, we need a we need a spirit bomb here to get Mass Effect on my Switch. I I play the Switch tax, by the way, Wes. I don't know if you know this about me, but I I will just buy a game on Switch rather than. I've, I've paid it. I, I've paid the Switch tax for Slay the Spire, Stardew Valley. Um, I think those are the two big ones for me so far. Um, I literally paid the Switch tax on Witcher. Like, I bought a $60 copy of Witcher to have it on my Switch to play on my Switch instead of my Xbox. Uh-huh. Like, that's that's how much I love the Switch comparatively. Um, and, and so, for me, like, I have all these games on my backlog, like Mass Effect, stuff like that. Witcher, I'm still not done because I restarted when I bought it for the Switch. Uh, you know, so I've, I've got Red Dead Redemption, Kakarot. I, I've got a big backlog, and it's really funny. I tweeted a couple of weeks ago, I think from our Twitter account, from the shows. How many how many games do you currently playing, right? And, you know, and, and that I'm saying, you know, don't include Magic Arena. Don't include, uh, you know, the, you know, Hearthstone or, or stuff like that. That's like, you know, things that you do while you're sitting on the toilet. But, like, you know, it, what where, how many games are you playing? And I was surprised to see that most people play two or more games at once. Like, there's very few people... To play one game at a time. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, you know, that this is a great time for everybody to kind of tackle that backlog. Have you gotten to revisit any of your favorites during the last six months? Like, have you gotten to, you know, play... I know you're a huge Ruby and Sapphire fan, uh, stuff like that. I mean, obviously, Breath I, of the Wild is what you mentioned. The, the best example of revisiting my favorite from this is sort of like it, which is that um, Mystery Dungeon DX. Um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Uh, you pay the Switch tax for that, too. Oh, that, that's, that's, like playing, that, that's a whole different story, because that's a serious upgrade to the game. Um, Is it really? Yes. Oh, maybe I'll buy um, it. Uh, it's just all faster, um, with some like more loving animation. and Nice. It's still the same core game. Um, there are some... Like, there are lots of kind of restrictions that they had in the really early Mystery Dungeon games that they just kind of lifted towards the later bits of design. Like, you can just start bringing more people to your dungeons. You can bring non-hero Pokemon to big plot dungeons is really important. Um, Getting to take my agility Hitmonchan through Rayquaza's tower was legit. Nice. I I don't even know if I beat the first mystery dungeon I played, I loved it a lot, but it was kind of like, I was kind of like into different video games at the time. And kind of, uh, huh. and I cleared the post game of explorers of sky. Is that the DS version? So that that's the, so, um, uh, rescue team was the first, that's the blue uh, and red one, right? Yep. And okay. Then that's, had... that's the one that I played almost all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then all, and then th- that one was one on the Game Boy Advance, one on the DS, which was awesome because I didn't have a DS when that game came out. So I was extremely I felt very lucky to be able to play that game, even though it was sure. an outmoded device. Um, but then for the DS, they had the Explorers games, which were good upgrades to the overall. But uh, Explorers of Time and Darkness were good. And then they came out with a third game, you know, a Platinum, a Emerald, that sort of thing. Um called Explorers of Sky, and it's just so many quality life improvements. It's 
It's like how, um, you know how, like, the first time you go back to, like, a game you love and, like, you just realize, oh, there are so many options. The experience here is so diverse. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, well, finish what you were going to say, and then I have a thought on what you said before that. Um, but that game, you know, is a 40, 50 hour, uh, even if you're, like, cruising to get through the post game, and I nice. just was so happy to play it. I think it was over the winter that I did it. It it's funny. Pokemon does a really good job of that in their like you would think that a game this old would just not have that many quality of life improvements. But I so I took a break at Black and White. I didn't play Black and White or Black and White 2. I was just I was done. I was like Pokemon, I'm mm-hmm. done with you. Like this is so boring. Um and then I came back on X and Y and was like so impressed. Just utterly impressed with the quality of life upgrades. It's something that they do really, really well. Um, it makes it hard to go back and do things like play. Honestly, like I just haven't played uh, Blue and Red again in. Yeah, I was gonna say it's really hard for me to yeah. play anything before fourth generation again. No, I mean I can play uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green really happily. I can play Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald really, really happily. Um, there, are, there are aspects that still are a little unhappy for me. Uh, but I like those games so much better than uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire that I'm willing to to sacrifice. Like I, so for example, I like contests so much, uh, which is why I started playing Emerald again. I was like, you know what? I've never done the Battle Tower because I didn't own I'm this go, game. Go be a con uh, the Battle Frontier even. Battle Frontier, yes, is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Battle Frontier, if they could just put Battle Frontier in every Pokemon game ever from here on out, that would be all <laughs> I need to be, like, eternally in their debt. Like, I have so much fun just with uh, Battle Factory, the one where, like, you look at, you get, like, a, a group of Pokemon and you just have to, like, pick the ones you think are good and you get to swap them out for your opponent's Pokemon after every battle. I yeah. love getting scrappy with somewhat bad Pokemon designs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really fun to kind of revisit stuff. And then for me, one of the I think probably my biggest revisit during COVID uh, was you. I bought you uh, thanks to this this podcast. Remind me that I promised I bought you Kotor One, and um, I had been playing Kotor One I think last year and uh, had almost beaten it, but. Uh, I, I, I got really mad one night. I was like, I gotta find KOTOR 2. And it was actually in my Xbox that's broken. I opened up my Xbox and found the game in there. In my uh-huh. old Xbox 360. Loaded that in. I probably played that game for like 20 hours over, over like a couple of days. Uh, and used, like, I was sick. So I gotta play it even more. And man, I love that game so much. It's been so fun. But you just gotta revisit, like your favorite um and man that game holds up super super well uh it's been really fun to to kind of revisit some of my favorites you know i like i said i ruby sapphire is my favorite game so playing emerald for the first time has been really fun and then kotor is just it's great and to the i'm to the point where i actually bought a new xbox controller so that i can actually play the mmo on this computer um, and set up mm-hmm. the controller to play the MMO. I hate using the keyboard, but I found a video that will let me play it with a controller. And so I'm going to set that up and try that out. And I just wouldn't do that kind of stuff if it weren't for this. Um, but speaking of things, what are the new things that you're trying? Uh, I know well, there's... 
Uh, Spencer, you've set me up for one of them uh, <laughs> quite beautifully. So I've been I've been working my way through Kotor, um, which I am still not that far in. Again, it's really hard for me to say, okay, we're playing an RPG. I'm sitting down. I'm putting the time into it. That one moves um, slow on the first world too. Like you're in the you're in the slog. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I know I know where you're at, and like you know, what once you get off of Telos, the game it becomes be- much wider. Well, it's well, yeah, because you get to fly around, like you get to go wherever you want and explore. It becomes a more of a diverse open world. Like it's open world now for you, but the world is pretty small on one planet. Yeah. Whereas when you when you get to the the next point in your journey. The world's going to open up a lot, and it will, the whole game will change for you. Definitely. I, I always find that I um, – certainly my ability to get through an RPG – and I think a lot of people with this is one of inertia, right? You have to get going and, like, make it – Oh. Um, I don't have this problem with books, but it's like books, right? It, I actually know, do have that reading... problem with books for what it's worth. Yeah, I know, but, like, you start reading um, The Lord of the Rings, right? And it's, like, 100 pages before anything happens. Right. Um, and so many people in reading books will pick up a good book. Someone that someone else says that great, that's a great book. You just got to get into it, get into it. And they, you know, give it whatever their initial bit of time and patience is. And they don't get through to where it grips them, where it starts to really make it, make you want to know what happens next. Um, yeah. And if you don't get past that point, in a game, it's really hard for you to continue. And for me, the length of time between uh, of like the learning how the game works, like the basically tutorial island, um, to use a bad RuneScape reference, sure, um, has a lot to do with how successful I am at playing that game. Right? Um, yeah. Breath of the Wild. It's about thirty seconds before you feel like you can go anywhere, do anything. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is is up there in the like the upper echelons of games where I definitely didn't have that problem with. It, it's funny. I I think that when you were explaining, I love RPGs probably more than most people. <laughs> uh, like they're they're just it's my favorite genre by so much. But like Mass Effect One, when I got stuck in the tank for the first time, I actually did a video here on this YouTube channel about that. When you get st- stuck in the Mako tank, I'm just like, this is not fun. Like, I am not having fun, and I didn't play the game for, like, another two years. I was just like, I'm not doing this. And it was like, oh, just... Yeah. getting stuck um, usually sidetracks me from finishing a game. Oh, yeah. And and for me, like, uh, it, some, it wasn't until, I think it was Mason was just, just skip it, play number two. And I was like, well, is number one good? And he's like, yeah, the story's good. And I was like, well... I, I want to experience that. And I, like, kind of force myself through that. And you get to the point in the RPG where you're now invested. It's like, all right, I'm invested in the story. And you'll basically, once you're invested in an RPG, you'll just put up with whatever. You're like, all right, I got to slog through this. But I'm so invested in the story that I'll do it. And and that's kind of what uh, Mass Effect 1 did did for me. So are you enjoying KOTOR? I am. I really am. Um, I, I'm, I keep only... So I, I have, um, uh, so I have ADHD, and I also pro- have a good amount of anxiety. And when um, I'm super anxious, either because I have something that I have to do and I'm not doing it, or sure. 
there's some other aspect of things going on. I have a lot of trouble trying the new thing, doing the thing I actually want to do, and instead I'll just keep doing the thing that feels extremely comfortable, extremely predictable. Draft. That makes sense. That's... Um, yeah, so like I'll spend hours playing Corset Limited, which is, you know, the best. not exactly pushing boundaries. Um, I'm not like, you know, thrilled with every experience. I'm just asking, okay, how good of a white aggressive deck do I get this time? Sure. Um, and, but like, I, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, but you could be doing these things you want to be doing. And I'm like, but, but any moment now I might actually do the thing I'm supposed to do. Right. Um, and when I'm in that state, it's really hard for me to, I mean, it, it's for me playing an RPG like that is a, is a form of executive functioning that I don't always possess. What does executive functioning mean? I've never heard when that phrase. You are you'll 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 really uh um click with it immediately um but it's basically like when you are making decisions intentionally full thought out actually doing oh, the thing sure. you're doing at a given time right sure. it's when you look at the sink and say ah that sink is full let's do the dishes got it yeah We're i i today we to be fair i mean kotor is certainly one of those games where your decisions have an impact on the things happening around you um, and an impact on how the story plays out. So I could definitely feel that uh, anxiety through those games. It's the same thing with Mass Effect, by the way, for me. Um, and also, I, I think that one thing that I was going to recommend on the show, and I think this is a good time to bring it up, is if you're feeling anxiety about a video game during COVID, but you also want to experience that video game, I would recommend looking up spoiler-free 10 things I wish I knew before starting this game videos. I have found those things to be so helpful for me for getting over the initial hump of the anxiety of feeling like you are wasting your time not doing stuff right in a video game. You spend 10 minutes to learn 10 things, and all of a sudden when you enter the video game, things get so much better. It really, really helped me with Kakarot because they're, it is such a big RPG. You would think like, well, this is a fleshed out story. Like, How much could there be? The combat system, the the food system. It I, I was explaining uh, Kakarot to somebody, which is the the new thing that I'm doing is it's playing Kakarot. Like it was the thing I got uh, from my wife for my birthday that I, that I'm I'm tackling. And this game is like you took Breath of the Wild and you took like Legacy of Goku uh, two or Boo's Fury and you mashed them together and had a baby and put it on the Xbox instead of it's like instead of you know a, a lower system uh, as far as like uh, as far as power, it's so interesting. Um, but I I definitely would not be enjoying this game if as much if I didn't do that. And Devonair has been trying uh, Animal Crossing for the first time, and I told her I said I like she was having some serious anxiety about the game, and I found a video for her, sent it to her. Um, and she's been playing it nonstop now. You know, she she learned the ten things she needed to know, and all of a sudden the game became way more enjoyable for her. And I think that has to do with like creators being able to tell you what you need to know better than the game does, because the game wants you to have some amount of self discovery. Whereas for a lot of people, if you discover something too late, you feel like you wasted all of these time and resources in the in the game. Um, you know, I, I hope that I was helpful for you when I, when I jumped on and watched you play KOTOR because, you know, when you don't know things about X or Y and you, you learn them, it makes the game much easier and go faster, uh, which I think keeps people more engaged. Definitely. I, I mean, the, 
you know, there are so many games out there where, like, there's a really important item that you can miss in the first chapter, or there's a, um, like, a shop that's around the corner that if you had known about sooner, you would have had a big advantage, or even just, like, your advice with KOTOR, which is don't level up your main character for a while, because there are <laughs> well... class options later on. <laughs> That that's when that's that's playing that game in hard mode. To be fair, though, like you know, playing especially like if you picked soldier or something where the game goes so much faster. But it is true, uh, you only get X number of levels in that first game, and if you want and you can save bank your levels, that's a fun one. That's a fun. I forgot I gave you that advice. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently relying on uh, on my NPCs for help. Do you um, do you have Karth and uh? The, the droid already? You do, right? I don't have the droid. Okay. So you just have um, Karth, Karth have, right now? I have... Uh, um, I have Mission. Oh, Mission. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're in a so fun I, part of the game, too, then. You're, yeah, if I'm you've already got Mission. Right now. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're going to... I assume you're going to save her friend, right? Yep. Man, this is... Ah, man, this game's so great. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting rose eyes. You have you have a game that I wanted to try. I probably will download it after this this podcast. But I wanted you to talk about it and sell me on it. Uh, Slay the Spire. Oh yeah, Slay, so Slay the Spire is um, it created a genre. So um, so hold on, did it create it or did Hearthstone create it, and then they built the game on top of it? So, because what it's what the way it was explained to me is it's the dungeon mode of Hearthstone. No, 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 no. It's not even close to the dungeon mode of Hearthstone. Um, oh, okay. A, so this is a, so, you know, roguelikes, right? Games where you're um, going from room to room and every room there's a fight and you're fighting things and you get something and you move on and like yes. you're just trying to stay alive yep. and you're trying to go from room to room. So there's that, right? And then, you know, deck building games, something like Dominion. Or yeah, Ascension. this is, this is the dungeon. This is the dungeon run of Hearthstone. Oh, 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 yeah. That Hearthstone mode is so much newer than uh, Slay the Spire. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, Slay the Spire is uh, oh boy. Um, what is that? When does that came from? That's that's so. For what it's worth, the dungeon run of Hearthstone is the only Hearthstone I've played in like two years. Like that's mm-hmm. I just log in and play that because I love that so much. So if Slay the Spire is like a better version of that, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So it says its official release date was January twenty third, two thousand nineteen, but I'm absolutely positive that's when it like left uh, beta because I know I was playing it before then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but so Slay the Spire is a, it's a deck building roguelike. So you're um, you know you start as a class that has some ability and or a mana system, and you're trying to play your cards efficiently to not take any damage while dealing the most possible damage to each enemy. And you kind of just learn as you're going which enemies need what tactics to fight. And you're getting better cards and you're getting these things called relics, which, like in Binding of Isaac, are way they 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 change the rules of the game a little bit. Right. OK. Um, and you're climbing this tower. And when you get to the top of the tower, you beat the final boss of that run. It. uh originally just reset and you would get what's called an ascension so the next time you would try and climb the tower with that class it's harder than it was before 
Okay. So, um, so how, how, like, how long does a run take? About 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. If you go all the way. Um, if you die early, of course, it's a lot shorter. Um, and some people are much faster at doing the math and the clicking and such. Sure. Um, but it's a fantastic game. And the fact that it's on the Switch just makes it so nice. Yeah, that's why I wanted to play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta, yeah. Um, gotta pay that Switch tax. Um, and it's just like, you know, if you enjoy that feeling in a strategy game of, okay, I have these options. What is the optimal way to put together these options to do the thing I want to do in this situation? And that's a satisfying experience for you. Right. That core gameplay loop is the entire thing, right? Like you're always just making a strategic option to play your cards best, do the math, make sure you waste no mana, no cards. Um, and then the card evaluation part, which is trying to pick which cards to add to your deck that will best enhance your deck or will best create a deck going forward is really exciting. Um, and sometimes the, uh, the relics you get will totally enhance certain types of cards, so that'll change. Bye, doggo! Um, it's just a... Like, it, it's a really solid use of time that um, there's no stakes in, that there's yeah. just learning. Yeah, I, I, I really love... You sold this really well. I'm definitely going to download this one. Um, Wes, to, to wrap up, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about the both the you know, attacking your backlog, revisiting old favorites. Um, you know, I, I kind of just close this out by saying to the listeners that you know, if there's a video game that you want, that you would recommend others try out during COVID, uh, you know, just drop a comment down below uh, in, on the YouTube video. Um, you know, let, let people know well, it's something that they could try out. What did, you know, sell, sell the thing that you love, you know, get, get more people involved in, in the things that you love. And, and I think that, for me personally, like I'm so excited to kind of have uh, no backlog at the end of this and get to uh, just experience new things as they come out. And I think this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, that's an exciting idea. Um, I just look at, looked at my Steam library, library and the number of games on it I've started but not finished is just crushing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, if if people I'll never finish you. If people want to find out how many that is, they can, can talk, contact you on Twitter. Where can they do that? Um, my Twitter handle is east underscore monotone m o n o t o n n e. If you want to find me, you can find me at Spencer thirteen H. You can find the podcast at Need to Nerd Pod, where you too can describe your favorite video game in a boring way. West, we got a lot of responses to that. I could not figure some of them out. You need to go help us out here, because I literally can't figure some of these out. I need your help. A puzzle game, you say? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And we'll see you all next week, where we will be talking about Digimon the movie. That's when you get hype, West. That's your hype. Digimon the movie? That's, yeah. that's, I'm surprised. I thought we were doing the reboot television show, but Digimon the movie is awesome as well. I haven't I'm watched the reboot television show. Well, it, is it good? Yes. Is it in English yet? Yeah. No. Mm. No, of course not. Yeah. Digimon has done me dirty with these, with these subs, man. Thank you, everybody, so much, and we'll see you guys all next week.
please tell Spencer he should watch sub Dan. I'll, I, I don't need to be told. I know it's everyone's opinion. Thank you.